Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 156, sponsored by Manscaped. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Got Bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. Taking control of your bush is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free yard. It's a fact that you will have the best-kept nutsack on the coldest sack. <laughs> That's pretty good. Save That's big good. and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount code. We say things for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. What do you got in your hands there, Cinderin? So, you know, we, we usually, or sometimes we show off a product or something. And I think, I, I don't know if we've ever shown this, Shannon. Oh. This very nice toiletry bag that came with one of the kits I got. I use this whenever I go to events. Uh, it's really nice. Nice material, good size, and very convenient, honestly. Uh, it's my favorite toiletry bag that I've ever had, so I make sure to use that. Oh, yeah. very nice. I believe you can also get these. I don't think these are, like, exclusive or anything. I believe they're... I mean, if, purchase, if yeah, if you mistaken, go to their site, but... they have a lot of products that you might not think they sell because they're starting it's to a, sell. It's a nice everything. bag. I'm really happy with it. So, yeah, check that out. So, again, you can go to okay. manscaped.com with the We Say Things promo code to get 20% off and free shipping. Thank you. Uh, all right. We'll do the patron shout outs and I'll talk about why the lighting is so bad. Uh, <laughs> thank you to our in Bruges tier, Mr. Cakes, Alice Gute Zum. Guberstag Till. Hopefully that is oh. not a horrible that, slur. It's not. It means happy birthday, Till, and you said it very well. Thank you. Obi-Wan can blow me. The British Dota scene sucks more than this name. BTOD or Crandall should sponsor this show because ergonomic chairs are so much better than gaming chairs. Not an ad. I cover my ears during scary moments, too. Oscar Seeker, Vovalicious, please invite Puppy on the podcast. You know, these high-profile guys like Puppy we would love to have. I actually have not asked him, but I just assume he's not interested. Uh, been trying to get Cyborg Matt on for three years. Even he doesn't <laughs> want to come on. So He says next week, every time. Every time. Uh, round E3, no, but seriously, Dota can have way more active players than it currently does, and it's a shame that Valve doesn't do it justice. Disco Farm D, Party at my place. Sausages only, please. No meat wallets required for entry. Pluto plops potato. Akuna Matata. Uh, Commander Donut. Shakar's not an asshole anymore for now. Milan Miami. The Mega Pope. And if Cinderin sucks a sycamore stem, does Cinderin stun Suns fan six sock statue TI in New Zealand? That was really good. You're, you're getting good at these. Actually, you were always kind of good at these. All right. Zan Xavier, Nate Thicko, 01 Hamscroats, Bacon, Shark TM, Freshly Seasoned Gold Balls, Janie, Dop, Nothing to See Here, Underscore Man, Guitar Strings Recommends, Important Flux from Han, 
Je suis vraiment can we get Seb on the podcast. Ben Broomhead wants to know if you guys think the compendium will come out in July. Uh, n- no, I think it will come out in August. Yep, same. Uh, Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Anonymous, and Peter, approximately 99.85% of all the mass in the solar system is concentrated in the sun. Nibling. Sun is pretty damn heavy. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'm sorry about the light. I literally have no way to fix this. I guess I could do this. Let's see. Turn this on and then just look directly into the camera. Then my the lighting's probably better now, right? But then Wait, I have switch to, on the ring light. I did, but now that it's far away, it's not going to do much. So, uh, yeah, just shitty lighting. It is what it is. Okay, deal with it. Uh, what's what's first on the agenda? Oh, of course, the NBA. Let me oh, fix this real yes. quick. There we go. Um. So I won't go too in, too into detail because nothing's even done yet. But a major, major fucking development that revolves around the Suns has occurred. Well, first, as you guys know, the guy that I've been—I was hoping that we would not resign. Well, that we get rid of in some capacity is DeAndre Ayton because he kind of gave up in the playoffs and he's really fucking annoying and I can't stand him. That was our number one pick from years ago. It's. I'm not going to go into the details because it's kind of hard. It's very complicated with like sign and trades. Like his contract is not expired. He still has a year left technically, but people can, or he's restricted free agent. So other teams can sign it, but we can match. But then if we do that, like it's very, very complicated. It's not going to get into that, but the big development Cinderin. And yes. I wonder if you've heard of this person. I brought him up before actually, and you made a joke. So you have, have you ever heard of somebody named Kevin Durant? Yes. So, of the last 20 years, I would say he is the second best player. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, if you're not counting, like, because Kobe wasn't really in his prime at that point. Um, maybe 20 years is a stretch. Let's say 15 years. LeBron yeah. James would be number one. Kevin Durant is number two. Okay? Okay. And I'd, I'd put Steph Curry probably third from the new generation. Kevin Durant is legit. He is on the Brooklyn Nets. That's the team with a fucking flat earther piece of shit and their best friends, which is concerning. But the flat earth guy, Kyrie Irving, uh, they don't want to re-sign, even though he has a year left. They don't want to extend his contract because it's going to cost a lot of money. He just doesn't show up to games because anti-vax and all this like big headache stuff, right? But because right. of that, they have angered Kevin Durant, who has now asked for a trade and he, not only has he asked for a trade, but he wants to specifically come to the Phoenix Suns, which would be incredible on paper. But the question is, how much do you have to give up? And apparently the Nets want a shit ton of stuff, which I don't think the Suns are going to be willing to do. So it's going to involve multiple teams. It's very, very complicated. It's been a week, literally day in, day out. The news coverage is, where does Kevin Durant go? Blah, blah, blah. So the interesting thing about this is with the whole player movement thing that's been occurring for the last 20 years where players, uh, like back in the day, it was just you're under contract. You do what you do. You don't have much say in where where you go. But these days, because of like LeBron James, players have a lot more uh, say, okay? Mm -hmm. But... The difference is usually these players ask for trades when they have a year or two left on the contract. Kevin Durant just signed last year. He has four uh-huh. years and he's in his prime. So it's if actually I can't unprecedented. Play with my flat earther friend, I don't want to play, is what he said. Yeah, that's pretty much true. And the, the hilarious thing 
The thing that would make this so fucking perfect is guess what, Cinderin? Kyrie Irving wants to leave as well. What team do you think he is rumored to go to? The only team interested in Kyrie Irving. Hopefully not the Suns. No. Name another Good. team. That would make uh, this ironic. Uh Lakers. That's right. It is the Lakers. Most hated player on the most hated team. Things are getting spicy. That would viewership. Yeah, so that was a long NBA segment, but this it's pretty fucking like the off seasons in the NBA are like a reality show. They're insane. It's absolutely insane. And the fact that it's involving the Suns is making it even more entertaining, but no actual news yet. So Do you know what's a fun fact about Kevin Durant? He's actually really good at CSGO. What's the joke here? He has a really good KD. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty All right, good. moving on. Um, yep, you got I something. get to recommend something for once. Um, I was at a wedding yesterday, and uh, one of the activities out on the in the garden, if you will, uh, was called ladder golf. And I've never played this in my life. I attached an image. I don't know if you can show it on the stream oh, or at least look at it yourself. Right, Have you on. ever seen this game before in your life? Right, hold on. I'm putting, putting it on the stream. I think I am at least. This game is actually... All right, I'll wait for you to show it. Let hold me know on. when you've shown it. Hold on. The wonders of technology. This is hard. I just showed Tsunami's face. My bad. Okay, I mean, that, uh... that's the... Uh... <laughs> Why can't I... Hold on, let me see the image name. <laughs> you should have warned me about this before we started the fucking podcast. Jesus. I mean, it's in the outline. Well, it's he didn't say you wanted it in there. I figured if I linked an image... Oh, I know why. Me. I know why it's not working. It's not a fucking image. Hold on, let me take a picture. Wait, you guys what? might hear something. One moment. How is it not an image? I uploaded an imager. Yeah, but it, you can't just drag that in easily. One second. Oh, okay. There we go. Got it. Okay, so explain what the hell this Let's is. Let's go. All right. So essentially the way this game works is that this wooden construction is standing on the grass and you're playing from, I don't know, let's just say two, three meters away, whatever. I don't know what the exact rules are for where you're supposed to play from. Uh, and every player has these three sets of bolas. And you're throwing these bolas from there, and your goal is to get them to land on top of the crossbars so that they hang over them. And then you get points. You get one point for the top bar, three points for the second bar, and two points for the bottom bar. And your goal is to hit exactly 21 points at the end of the game. So it's kind of like darts, where you need to hit the exact one in the end that you need. Ah. It's really, really fun. I actually very much enjoyed this game. Uh, so that gets a big recommend from me. It's like a fun garden game. You can probably buy a set of this for like 40 bucks or something. If you want to have it for right, yourself. I'm going to show um, how stupid I am. I, I did not know what bolas were until this moment. Silken bolas makes so much sense now. Yeah, that's also why some people call searing chains uh, bola, actually. They've called it that since back in Warcraft 3 Dota. They call them the bolas sometimes because it like chains. I mean, to I'll be honest. Together. These things kind of look like anal beads to me. Yeah, so, so this is called ladder golf, but there's a slang name for it in Danish, which would directly translate to testicle golf. So <laughs> I'm sure you really want to have this game. Um, yeah. All right, that's great. Thank it's, you for um, sharing. This game is, is really cool. So yeah, Did check you that win? out. That was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I, got, I won and got two second places or something like that. Okay, good job. Uh, and yeah, we were more than two players. 
I think. Okay. So anyway, I think. um, <laughs> I think maybe one of the games I won or the game I won, maybe we were only two in that. Oh yeah, I won two games one v one, and then I got second in a five player game and tentative second in another five player game because we didn't get to finish because there was dinner. Man, you're so good. Yeah, I mean, I'm a natural talent. What can I say? It was really fun though. If you're like, I think the people that will like a game like this are people that enjoy something like bowling or boule or petanque you know like these games where you're like aiming and throwing something it's very fun okay uh next thing on the agenda is me uh tooting my own horn a slight bit here um i have a youtube channel that i started back in 2013 and uploaded very few videos on and then i discontinued it uh it's been revived two weeks ago um wow i'm gonna be putting content on that uh it's I have someone editing uh, stream highlights. I'll probably put some like guides or other Dota content, maybe some behind the scenes from Lands, if I film something for it. Uh, if you guys are interested in watching that channel at all, the old videos have been hidden, so it's like a fresh start, but we still have the old sub count, which was an astonishing like 1,600 people or whatever. Um, yeah, if you want to check that out, it is Cinder and Dota on YouTube. Um, so I would very much appreciate if you guys want to, you know, subscribe to the channel. Um, so you can catch the videos that I've that I've put up. I think so far it's been one highlight video a week, just so, you know, some fun moments or game from my stream. Uh, but we'll try to add some more stuff. So yeah, check that out. I wonder if I am subscribed to your channel. I don't think you knew it existed. Probably not. Why don't you type the link in the doc, and I'll put sure. it in the YouTube description for people to click. Very Easy good access. Idea. Just like those anal beads. Mm. You know, that would be good content for your channel is throwing those anal beads in some sort of a game that you can mask as a game called Golf Ladder, whatever the fuck. Yeah. All right, first big update of the week. In fact, the only big update of the week. I'm just going to read the blog post because it was super short. We think Dota is best played as a group with friends. To encourage this style of play, we're introducing a few experimental changes with a patch today to improve overall match quality for these kinds of games. Full parties are now permitted to match against any valid opposing team and are no longer required to match against a full party in ranked. Adjusted matchmaking tuning to make finding a game as a full party faster. And... Full parties may now all chat GG to surrender a match after 30 minutes of game time with the same 10-second cooldown and cancel UI as in pro games. This is still scored as a loss. Wow. Yeah, this was something that a lot of people prophesized would never, ever under any circumstances happen in Dota, that you get a surrender function outside of pro games. Who, who, um, who do you think has been prophesizing that? Is there somebody that you know very well? I mean, I think I, I, I didn't think they were going to put it in. I'm not like. I'm talking about me. Did you think they were going to put it in? Cinder, I've been advocating for this for 10 years. What are you talking about? I know you've been advocating for it. That's not the point I'm making. I'm asking if you thought Valve would ever do this, not whether they should. Cinder, that's not fair. You know how jaded I am. I don't think they're going to do anything. Oh, well, okay. That's not fair. Give me the credit. All right. Han do prevails. You... Han just died, and now a feature has come into the game. So it's five-man parties only. Yeah. Um, and the way it works is when you type GG, a 10-second countdown starts. And if nobody clicks cancel, you lose. Um, so if your team goes, hey, I'm going to get some water real quick, BRB, yeah. you can concede. Absolutely. 
And if you're on LAN with them, you can quickly disconnect them and then type GG, and before they reload, you got it. So yeah, true. That will be, make it a great LAN. Um, I think the biggest thing here, honestly, for me, more so than the surrender, to be honest, because like it's a it's five man party queue. If people want to surrender, I have no problem with that. I think I don't know if this is going to be expanded into some sort of solo queue functionality or whatever, but um, I feel like we're far away from that being popular enough to happen. But in five man. Don't really see the problem. You're five people playing together. You queue together. You don't want to play. You can call the game. Um, the thing that's bigger for me is that full parties can match against any valid opposing team. I suppose this even means they could meet five solo queuers as long as those people are not s selecting strict solo queue. And you can meet four... No, you can't meet four plus one because you can't queue ranked as four. So you can meet five solos, a three plus two, three plus one one, and two plus one one one, right? All of those setup should theoretically be possible for the algorithm to match. So the question here is, is that fair? Like, what do you think the win rate will be of a five stack against a two plus three, for example? Better on average. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be like a meaningful amount so that this change is bad? Because you always need to hold it up against, you know, you can lower queue times significantly. Okay, by well, letting let, it let's, find let's, other packs. <laughs> let's dissect this. So let, let, we can talk about people can queue up with whoever the hell they want now, basically, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Jenkins was saying that he thinks this is the biggest change they've made in two years to the game. Uh, he thinks okay. that this is amazing. And I agree with this portion. It's amazing for content. You have mm -hmm. the Artesis of the world, the Cinderins of the world, you know, oh. being able to play with their friends who are all personalities or players, and you don't really have to worry about queue times. You don't have to worry about all that mismatch bullshit that was there before, which is obviously great on paper. And I think they they had this at some point, right, years in the past, and people abused the shit out of it. With, uh, like, first of all, every pro has like ten Smurfs, other than mm. Cinderin because he's so clean and juicy. He's a good boy. Mm. Very clean. So I think that's going to be an interesting dynamic that comes from this. And I th think the one thing we should note is there is, in this blog post, it says, it describes these things as a few experimental changes. Right. So obviously this can and probably will at least get tweaked, if not changed entirely, if shit kind of hits the fan. But How much do you think this is going to change in high MMR? Like, How do you think people are going to start fines? No, I'm just, just theory crafting here. Like, if Jenkins says it's the biggest change in two years, like, I just don't see it. Mm. Like, if I, I will have the same problem. Let's say I want to queue with a friend who's 2,000 MMR higher than me. We're duo queuing, and now we, our MMR is still set to that player's MMR, not the average. So let's say I'm queuing with a 10K player. We're now two 10Ks queuing together. I still think it'll take us a really long time to find a game. So I, I'm not like really seeing the change. But if you do want a QS5 stack with a pro player or something, you have a higher chance of actually finding a game at some point. So I think for that, it's good. But I think for average matchmaking, I don't really see this changing anything. But doesn't that uh, even like make the I surfing want. problem even worse? Because then you're incentivized to get the lower MMR accounts anyway involved. I... I Yes, but maybe that's what's alleviated by letting it match against non-five stacks, because then maybe there's some sort of factor where the two plus three has a has something going for them over the five stack algorithmically. Like I don't know what that would be, whether it be recent win rates or maybe they would have slightly higher MMR in the game. 
than the other team. Like maybe the game doesn't get matched with fully equal numbers, but there's like a a factor for being five where you you're multiplied by one point zero five or something, you know, in your MMR, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Uh, I don't know what, what whether they're doing something like that. I'm just saying, for me personally, what I would love the most is to be able to queue with friends that I used to play with in dual queue. Uh, like, for example, I used to love playing with Kezu, and every time we try to party queue together, we queue for 25 minutes and then we give up, because his MMR is like 10, 10.5 or something, and the amount of games that the algorithm can make when you queue two players together with that high MMR is really low, whereas if it took our average, we would definitely be able to find a game within 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think, I, I don't know how abusable that would be deemed, right? Because the reason the MMR is set to the highest player of the group is that um, the concern is, like you said, about boosting that, let's say, a, an 8K player and a 5K queue together and the average was eight, 6.5. The concern was that the 8K player would destroy the whole game and it doesn't matter that the, 6. Or the 5K player wasn't that good. I just think at some point there's like diminishing impact on this. Like if you get over a certain point, just to entertain the idea that it's 7.5k, like where ranked roles disappears, right? Like at that point, does it really, is it really that boosting if a 10k player queues with an 8k player and their average is 9? Do you know what I mean? Like how much does that really shift the perceived win rate uh, or the actual win rate compared to if they queued individually? Like I, I don't know, like they have the data, but that's a shame. And I don't think this solves it at all. What happens if you queue five men ranked? Does it set the whole party's MMR to the highest player of the party? Or is that only in dual queue? Do you know? I don't know, but I mean, I haven't queued five in terms of like forever. the changes that were made, like the, the fact that they made things faster for a full party to queue, it's still kind of vague what that means, right? Because what if it's on two ends of the spectrum with like extremes on both sides? Does that, is it still going to be like, what does that mean faster? Like from literally infinite time to two hours? You know, is it still a feasible amount of time that you can find games with people? I, but... I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm kind of just lumping the two things together because, like, obviously the game will be found faster as a full party since you're now allowed to face something that isn't another full party. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what adjustments they've made beyond that. It's not. It's super vague. It could be all sorts of tweaks they've made to search time, how evenly matched the game needs to be, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like the biggest change has to be that five mans can face non five mans because that's like the biggest block for this. I'm just looking at it from my own biased perspective of how much this will help me. I think this will be really good for a lot of other players uh, that first of all play five man stack, but also play in a a more populated range mm-hmm. where I think this has way more impact. So I think it's a good change overall, um, but I also think Jenkins might be overrating how much this is actually going to do for himself, for example. But we'll see. Maybe I'm... I mean, I, I will say, it. I like the fact that they're experimenting with stuff like this. Uh, I think that's yeah, good. I think it's good. Uh, because, I mean, sometimes things work out, sometimes they don't, but as long as they're willing to try it, then yep. I'm more than okay with it, even if I don't think it's going to be particularly good. Which this one, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. I don't mm. feel kind of neutral about it, I guess. Uh, but we'll see. But the other change, which we kind of highlighted, was the GGing out. This is where the whole experimental change text really comes. I think that they are testing the waters to see if they can put this in the regular game. Uh, it's like one of those... Remember that, obviously, we talk about this all the time in our cast, since we don't talk about the games at all, just cosmetics, but the Ursa hat 
the cowboy right. hat, which was so hated back in the day, but you needed that to be hated in order for all this crazy stuff to be okay. Does that make sense? Like you need to... I know what you mean. It's like this step-by-step process, this little escalator of uh, approve, approving of cosmetics that get crazier and crazier. That's just how, it's the evolution of how this game is going. And this is... Right. Han has already done this from the day one, and people hate the idea. This is like the little, hey, we're going to sprinkle this in. It's just an experiment. People are going to mm-hmm. be like, eh, maybe it's not so bad after trying it for a while. Then... It gets put into the game. There's going to be a little pushback, and then after a week, nobody's going to care anymore. That's that's okay, how it so always has been with like every big feature that's been added. The thing for me is I am fundamentally against the idea of surrendering in solo queue, even if four out of five players from the team wants it, which is what I believe they had in Han and what they have in League. But what happens currently is that with the report system and with people getting punished for destroying items and giving up, they're just going to fucking give up anyway. So, like, what's the difference? Then I might as well go to the next game. In the current solo queue universe right now, if somebody's tilted and they don't want to play, they just don't play. And then I'd rather give up, right? But in the ideal world where the report system is really effective and people that destroy items and do dumb shit and the game gets severely punished for it, for ruining games, then I would not want a surrender function. So it's kind of like, which world do you want? Do you want the one where the punishments make sense? Because then I don't want Surrender. In our current system, I'd rather have it. Because then we can just give up when somebody breaks their items. Just report them and move on, you know? Right. And pretend the report does something I mean, that's the thing. And I'm not Um, saying that the... I used to be a big proponent of the concede feature. And I've kind of become a little bit more neutral, I guess. Because there are two sides to it, obviously. And I don't think either side is good. That's the problem. There's both extremes. Like right now, mm-hmm. you have games that, I mean, you're on a different level. So I think like the top end of the games, a lot of times people will just say, okay, GG, go mid and end the game. That does not yeah. happen in 99% of the other player brackets. Okay. The game will be extended for 30 minutes for no fucking reason half the time. Right. And again, this is coming from somebody that like in, in Han, I conceded maybe like 20 times ever. Like I rarely concede, mm-hmm. um, so I know I wouldn't be, abuse it. But then that's the other side: is people would fucking abuse it at the same time. So I, I don't and know if there's a you're, system you're, that makes sense. You raise a good point too about the people just saying, you know, GG go mid because like a lot of, or at least some of the time in high immortal games, there's like this consensus within the team that is like, okay, we know this game state, we know we're really screwed, and we would like to just move on and play the next game. That's where you would surrender. I think in all of those cases, as a render functionality, it would be fine. Because in those cases, like you said, you just say, GG, go and mid, and we give up. Uh, it just co- always comes at the cost, right? Because then there's all the cases with the griefer who, yeah, I've already been over that, right? So it's like, like you said, there's just no perfect solution. Um, but And grass is always greener. Because when I'm in these games that yes. are extended, I'm like, God, I wish there was a concede feature. But in Han, I remember, like, man, this guy's trying to fucking concede. The game's not over yet. Like mm-hmm. it gives a defeatist mentality. Yeah. So I don't That's I don't know which one I prefer, honestly. I really yeah. don't. Uh but I do think that this is gonna be something I I think that this is something that they're experimenting to try to put into the general pool. And if it's generally well received, they might just add this for like really high MMR because like you said, that makes more sense because you generally have a better idea. And then with all the people streaming at high MMR, that's just gonna the mentality is gonna trickle down and it's gonna be more okay by the masses, you know what I mean? That would be yeah, the strategy if I was Valve, but yeah, I who knows? It's been eleven years. 
Now we have a concede feature, kind of. <laughs> In 5v5, <laughs> as a test. Yes, as a test. Specifically. But I mean, do you disagree that and if they're testing it, they're thinking about putting this in the game? No, I agree. I, I think whenever you do an experiment like this, it's always with like a grander perspective in mind, right? Yeah. It, and knowing Valve, they love systems that are that kind of, you know, are universally applicable and take care of themselves. So whenever you run a test like this, you're hoping that it's good so that you can just apply it broadly and that it's just implemented and runs. I, I think so, too. That is right. Okay. Let us move on to the next topic, which is DPC status. Let us yeah. go through the regions that we find interesting, and then we can wrap that section up with a nice little story, which I can't wait to talk about. Okay. Um, which which region? I'll, I'll try to, to go with? over this so it's not too long of a, a thing. I'll try to be quick, okay? But I think we'll just highlight... We'll go through all the regions, but we'll go through them really quickly with the interesting stuff for Division 1 only, and then a random mention of Div 2 EU. So let's just start with that. So Div 2 EU is locked. It's done. Uh, Nigma Galaxy and Into the Breach got top two, and Nigma Galaxy are 12-0 and 0 in games. Into the Breach are 12-4. and 4. Uh, They have yet to play each other for absolutely nothing. Um, so yeah, they're both up. They can play each other for shits and giggles or whatever they want. So congrats to them. Uh, EU Div 1 right now. OG is the only team that's qualified to the Major. Uh, current contenders for the Major, aside from them, realistically speaking, Liquid, Tundra, Entity, and Secret, very likely to have a tie of some sort at the end of next week. So it's going to be exciting. Uh, Alliance totally bombed out. They're 0-6 with 0-12 score. So has just not been a good look for them at all this season. They're probably going to make changes. We have Eastern Europe, which we thought... Until very recently, until I think it was yesterday, actually, yeah. Until yesterday, most people had kind of expected Spirit to just win because they were 8-0. They got 2-0'd by Outsiders. So now there's four teams, 4-1. Four Bet, Boom, Navi, Outsiders, and Spirit. So this end of Eastern Europe is super exciting. There's three slots. Any one of these three, four teams can realistically get it. And with very lucky runout, one move can get a tiebreaker, but I don't think they will. Um... That's Eastern Europe. Then we've got China. One team qualified from there. RNG, first ones to do it. Uh, and I guess for many people, the biggest story, it looks likely that LGD doesn't make the major, actually. They're two and three. They need to win out and get a tiebreaker, essentially. Um, but they're going SCA. to TI, right? So Yeah, they're still going to TI. They have enough points. They're locked in for TIS. I believe the only mathematically team that's 100% in, but there's like multiple teams that are 99% whatever. Uh, SEA, Boomtown, and Fnatic looking the strongest right now on score. Anything can happen in SEA in the last week, so also super exciting. RSG could still get there. They're currently 4-2. and two. And then we have, I think, okay, so this is the one that you probably are most, you've been casting most of your games here and are most familiar with, but NA is going to be really a nail-biter in the end. So the thing that I thought was not going to happen actually happened. TSM got 2 0 by Nouns. Yes. So NA now has Quincy with 6-0, EG 5-1, and, and Nouns are 5-1. And, and they they have one series left each. Nouns is playing 5-rat 4 staff, which by all for all intents and purposes should be a 2-0 for them. So they would end 6-1, and one, which means EG versus Quincy, the absolute last game of NADPC, decides everything. If Quincy win, Quincy and Nouns would then go, assuming Nouns beat 5-rat 4 staff. <laughs> How if EG crazy win, is that? 
if EG win three-way tie with six and one again for Quincy. So they've been in this position, I want to say twice before, where they're in a tiebreaker and lose. I really hope for them that this time they've either they're either bringing the goods against EG and they just win out and they're done, or they can somehow get through the tiebreaker at least second place. I mean, not only um, undefeated in series, they have not dropped a single game yeah, the entire 12-0. season. So if they lose this last series, that's going to feel like old times for them, hundred yeah. percent. So that's re- like I think in the last week, this is the most exciting DPC has ever been in multiple regions there's so many things that can happen in the very last week so that's super cool uh and i think if i'm not mistaken sa is no exception there either thunder awaken and beast coast are five and one and four and one and infamous is three and two probably among those three teams you'll find the top two but absolutely nothing set in stone there either uh, and the region has been really competitive the score lines the worst score line any team has in sa is six and eight that's or sorry five and eight that's actually really impressive very or arguably, the worst scoreline is actually four and ten. <laughs> Never mind, but they're still higher up for some. They why win are they the games that matter. Scoreboard? This scoreboard's weird. Like, why is two and four higher than two and three? I don't know about that, but uh, maybe it's something to do with head to head or something. But yeah, still a very competitive region, regardless of that. Uh, nobody has flawless score. The best one is ten and three, which I think across the regions only China has been more closer than this. Um, that's the status. If you guys are interested in Pro Dota and you want to see who goes to the major, you should really, really, really watch the next week's broadcast because there are so many things that happen in the next three play days. Yeah, make sure you check that. Yep, pretty cool hype. Stuff. Uh, and then piggybacking off the DPC. Um, so I was cast... <laughs> uh, okay. So I was in my hotel room taking a nap or something and i was getting a, i looked you know i had to take a shuttle at a specific time or whatever and i look at my messages and there's a ton of like spam mess not spam but like emergency messages from the producers at dreamhack because their power went out for mm. i don't know how long it was like an hour basically like owen and the rest of the gang had to just hightail back to the hotel because they couldn't cast anymore they had to just have other people do yeah. it so I believe both the power and the generator failed, right? Yeah, it was something major happened, but they got it fixed within an hour or two. So I went to the studio with Jenkins to cast our games, and some this I'm not this is gonna sound like me complaining. It just just happens to be uh, this thing that consistently occurs. Like we order our food, like as we're heading to the studio, okay, Mm -hmm. and the food for some reason always comes like as we're heading down to cast okay but this time it was like 10 minutes before we had to cast so we actually had time to eat but we scarfed the shit out of that i had kebab pizza all this garlic (laughs) sauce and jenkins was eating whatever the fuck he was eating and we get down to cast the game and obviously we're belching and burping and hiccuping and all <laughs> obviously, this. Obviously, I mean, what can you do? We just ate. That's that. It's at least somewhat normal. Obviously, it's going to be amplified with me and Jenkins. But what we didn't realize is the mute button wasn't working. <laughs> so now it wasn't a belch. To be fair, I could have went ham, but I hold the mute button and I burp. But I can hear it in my headphones. I'm like, oh shit, does. Do people hear? And Jenkins starts laughing. I'm like, oh no. So there's actually a clip of me burping 
and then laughing uncontrollably <laughs> afterwards, uh, which is my crowning achievement in casting, I think. You uh, finally did it. We've been joking about you belching or burping on cast forever, and now it happened because the mute button didn't work after a power outage. I, I did not That's think so that it would be... I always thought it would be my own fault, but this one wasn't my fault, but it still happened, so... Oh, yeah. I would have cracked the fuck up as well if I was there. <laughs> I promise you that was Dude, that we, hilarious. It got to the point where I had literally had to cast... I guess the audio listeners can't hear, but or can't see. Uh, if you're audio listening you can't hear you're gonna have to look into another medium but i had to put my hand up to the side of my head to block vision because anytime jenkins need to clear his throat he would lift his mic and i just start cracking up oh. like every time so the entire cast i'm like this we're both like this because we can't stop laughing uh, oh and it was a God. serious game that was the worst part it was a serious very important game oh yeah that was the nouns <laughs> tsm game right yeah very oh important God, game. So, so I did feel bad for the people that wanted to watch and enjoy, but holy shit. Sometimes you just can't help yourself. Uh, I'll try to remember to put the link of that clip in the description so you guys can enjoy it. Uh, okay. Let's go on to our SAP segment. Playing Dota 2 requires skills like multitasking, pattern recognition, strategizing, leadership, and social skills. SAP is looking for exactly those skill sets in various areas like development and technology, sales, and consulting. Put your stamp on SAP's market-leading portfolio used by 94% of the world's 500 largest companies and bring your skills to work with the latest technologies. Join a dynamic and diverse group of people and develop your career. So be sure to check out SAP's open positions at jobs.sap.com or by click clicking the link in the description. They're always looking for, as they described, multitude of uh, skill sets. So take your crack at it, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. And you have a question for me, Cinderin. Yes. Um, okay, so I'll go first. I, I hope we haven't had... We're reaching a point now where we've done quite a lot of questions over the last year. So maybe there's something that's either a repeat or similar. I hope oh, we I'm, haven't had this. I'm and you absolutely will not remember the answer. I know that, but... Oh, it's going to be the um, same answer? Mine would change. Mine ags and shards are constantly changing. Right. I'm just saying when I ask you a question, you would not remember if you've had it a year ago. I Probably think. not. Yeah. You would not remember the answer. Okay. Anyway, here goes. Which of the following teams is not in the top five of all-time match count? So matches played. Who is not in top five? Team as in is org? It, uh, yeah, it's the name of the organization, right? Okay. Is it A, Virtus Pro... B, Alliance, C, PSG, LGD, or D, Team Empire, who is not top five of those four. So VP, Alliance, LGD, or Empire. Why would you put Empire in that? Okay, I'm going to say Empire is in the top five because they're playing so many qualifier matches. What are the other three? Okay. VP, Alliance, and LGD. Hmm. This would be very fitting if it's Alliance because they're invited to everything. I'm going to say Alliance. That is correct. Yes. Look at you. Oh, oh you actually got one right again. I did. This was not like I was just wondering. Okay, I didn't specifically put them in there as like a red herring or anything. It was just they are sixth in number of games played. That's just how it lined up. 
Uh, most games played ever is VP, LGD are second, Empire are third, and Vici and IG are fourth and fifth. So Alliance fall just short of top five. It's pretty close, though. I think all of those five teams have more than 2K games and less than 2.3, if I'm not mistaken. If I remember it correctly. All right, but, Senator, can you tell me the current score line, please? Uh, you have two points and I have zero, I think. That's right. How does it feel over a year later, you've still not gotten a correct answer? Will today be the day? I don't think so. Okay, well, my question for you... I should just start you, randoming, honestly. Just, I'm going to take this next five seconds to bask in the glory that I have a two-point lead because it could go back to one. It's going to be a short-lived lead here. Okay, yeah. Who has the highest win percentage this patch after buying an Aghanim Scepter? So they buy it, highest mm -hmm. win percentage. Okay. Is it Slardar, Razor, Bane <laughs> Elemental, or Shadow Shaman? And it's just across all games. <clears throat> All ticketed games this past. All ticketed games, highest win rate after buying eggs. Yes. Oh. Bane. Incorrect. The correct answer was Slardar with a 72.56% win rate. Bane's has to be good too, though. Bane's is 70, so. It's the second highest? Third. Wait, who's higher than that? Razor second. He's just behind Slardar and then Shadow Shaman. Razor over 70% win rate. Yes. Dude, when do people even buy that anymore? When they're trying to throne. Yeah, I guess. With the well, refresher. That would have a good win rate, I suppose. Yes. Damn. All right, 2-0 still. Yep. <laughs> I I should just... I Honestly, maybe I should start randoming. It would be kind of funny if I got two <laughs> or three right in a row by just randoming. All right. So, last question was, how many times has the most played lineup been played? I feel like I misunderstood the question. <laughs> the correct answer, apparently, was six. I'm going to bring up the graphic here. <laughs> that was the anal beads. My oh, I thought it was Tsunami's head. <laughs> uh, I thought I put it on here. Shit. One more. <laughs> A moment Here's there. a graphic, and it's bolas. Oh, where the heck is this stupid? Oh, episode 156. Perfect, perfect. Got it. There we go. Okay. Right. <laughs> no anal beads this time. So the lineup was Slardar, Nightstalker, Elder Titan, Abaddon, and Dazzle. And it was eight years ago, Radical Online Extremist with Solo and 633 playing played this lineup six times in a very short window and won five of the games. Wait, the same team yes. played all of the games of the combo? Yes. Huh? That wasn't the question, though, I, was it? Exactly. That's why I'm confused, because I thought it was just the same overall lineup played yeah, across. Yeah, so too. Now, is it possible that this that is what it means, but this is the only team to have played it? Six that times. is possible. That is absolutely possible. I, I still interpret the question the same way. The same team played the same draft six times. Yes. That's crazy. So shout out to Farhan Chima, who guessed five. You were just one off. You are the winner. Congratulations. What did we guess? Uh, I guessed 55. <laughs> you guessed 50. And Tsunami guessed 10. So Tsunami wins. That was pretty good. Very yeah. well done. That was a good guess. Okay, and All that right. leads us to this week's question, which comes from S. 
R71Kartik, who asks, which hero has done the most building damage in a game and how much? So if you oh. want to guess in the comments, the number is more important than the hero. Let's just say the hero is like bonus points. So type in hashtag SAP Esports, the number, and then if you want optional, the hero itself. Do you know what the theoretical maximum is? I do not know. How much health do the towers have? This one I'm going to get horribly wrong. So I think I feel like it's going to be tiny no matter what. It has to be. Would you agree with that? Okay, am I allowed to look up stuff about the towers or are we just winging this? We're winging like this. For, our, for both of our sakes, I we're will tell you what the theoretical limit is. We're okay, we're it. just going to guess. Okay. I'll let you guess first this time. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say Lone Druid. Okay. Um, seventeen thousand five hundred. Seventy thousand five hundred. Seventeen thousand five hundred. Seventeen. Yeah, seven. There's not seventy thousand building damage in the game. How much? I'm gonna say twenty five thousand building damage. And I think it's Io Tiny. Okay. I wonder what the limit is. I don't know. Somebody in chat's bringing up a good okay, point. We've, we've there done used our to guesses. be. I'm going to boot up Dota now. I'm going to check. There used the, to be repair kits, so technically you could do more. Oh shit, dude, that's true. You've already guessed. Oh, I didn't guessed. think about that actually. So yeah, you could overcap. Oh, and that there's, makes the question even better. Actually, well, there's backdoor protection as well, which heals, right? So that's already in the game by default. Yes, that's true. Yeah, so there's no limit. You're right. There's no limit at all. Either way. Remember, type in hashtag That's SAP really esports with the number, and then if you want the uh, the hero. Yeah, Triant Protector Heals, is, of course. Forgot about oh, yeah, that. there's also Triant Heal. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's plenty of options. <coughs> okay, I'll just, I'll give you an idea, okay? Yeah. So Tier 1 Towers have 1,800 health. Tier 2 Towers have 2.5k. Tier 3 towers have 2.5k as well. <clears throat> and the ancient, or oh, the barracks have, each lane of barracks has, what's this? 3.5k. You know what would be an interesting outside guess here? I'm still going to go with Tiny. What, what if Troll Warlord is just hitting a tower that has backdoor protection, but he's still doing damage initially, right? He oh, just I sits there. Counts, actually. What if you sit there for 20 minutes just hitting the same tower that never dies? <laughs> yeah. like, I don't actually know how that works. Maybe you're right. That should count as building damage, I would All think. Right. I feel like I'm insanely wrong now that I look at this. We'll see. I'll be very far off. What right. What was my guess again? 17.5k 17. 17. K Yeah. And you said 25k tiny? Yeah. Which I think okay. that's maybe going to be wrong. All right. So we're going to help the audience here. I mean, they could look this up themselves, right? But the sum of health for an entire team's buildings, not counting the the building that is literally called building, which is the small... The ziggurats. Like, ziggurats. I can count those two, actually. How many are there? Is there <clears> seven <throat> of those? One, two, three, four, five, six, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, okay. So the sum of health of all buildings for one team is 46.6k. Um, so yeah, if you factor in potential treant, potential repair kit, and potential however it works with backdoor, who knows what the limit is. But I feel like I'm awfully wrong. 
And if I could, I would definitely revise my guess now. But we're sticking with what we said. That's right. Stick with it. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, news in the competitive scene. Yapzor is taking a leave of absence. So this is what Secret ended up tweeting out. This is one of the hardest announcements we've had to make. Yapzor will be will take an extended break from Dota 2. We wish him a healthy recovery and hope for the best. We also would like to thank Val for allowing a mid-season roster change. So obviously we wish uh, Yapzor well. There's absolutely no indication on what the illness is or if it's a mental thing or, you know, could be anything. But either way, yeah. we, we wish him the best. He's, I mean, you played with him. Very nice yeah. guy, extremely skilled. Been a part of Secret for how many? Has it been four? It's been like six years, maybe. Uh, he played with Secret since 2016, I think. Late 16 or early 17. So six so at least years. Five years. Yeah, five to six. So yeah. and he's been a staple for them, and uh, he's replaced officially by Zayats, uh, who's yep. been doing pretty well, but you know, it's just not the same without Yapsor. So hopefully he's able... He says he's going to stream and stuff, so I, I, I don't know what that means exactly. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. I hope it's nothing. I mean, it's probably something pretty serious, right? He's doing well with Secret. They ha He was absent for three games, and now on the fourth, they have to get an actual replacement for the team because um, that's the, the limit to what you're allowed to just run a stand-in. So after that third game, they gave Yapsor the time they could, I suppose, but now they have to have a competing functional roster. Mm. Uh, I hope he's going to be okay. I don't know what the, what's... What's the case either? Hopefully it's not like some very serious illness. Um, but at least if you where where does it where did he say that he was gonna stream? I think that's it's like good news if he's at least, you know, staying active in the scene. I'm but. pretty sure let me check. I, I think he tweeted it. Let me double check. Let's see. So he tweets out, thank you for all the amazing words. It means so much. Special thanks to Val for allowing us to make this unexpected change. And of course, I am forever grateful to the team that gave me this opportunity more than five years ago. Truly some of the best years of my life. I'm now going to take a break from the game, spend some time with the family, and possibly return to some streaming. Thanks to everyone who okay. supported me over the years, and especially the people who kept supporting me during tough times. I wish the very best for my team, and I can't wait to see what the future holds. So... I don't. That doesn't mean anything, I guess. No, I mean it. It obviously that sounds optimistic, but it's still you never yeah. you never really know until you know. And I'm not going to speculate. There hasn't been any official uh, statement from him or for the team uh, from the team about what the what the case is. So all I can say is I hope it's not you know something life threatening or yeah very serious. Um, so yeah. He's always, like, obviously, like you said, I used to play with a guy. I think the best way I can describe Yapsor with one word is clown. Um, <laughs> he was always very... He was always, like, Sounds messing negative. around and joking. Huh? Sounds negative. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in the most endearing way, though. So he, he, he was always, like, very, you know, he was, like, lively, cracking a joke, messing around, but, you know, just a beast in the game. So he was, like, a very light-hearted... Uh, personality to have in the team which is i think that's really an asset to a lot of teams i think it's good to have that contrast between uh you know you can you can be serious when it's time for it but i think it's also really important that you can just you know crack a joke and laugh at things uh it can be really good for the internal uh atmosphere in a I team mean, so i think he's be been he's been a crucial part of secret success also outside of the server i think with just the way he is uh, i think he's been just an asset to any team that would have had him so
I mean, without knowing the okay. inside culture at all, like on paper, Puppy and Yapsor personalities are like totally different, right? Perfect yeah. contrast actually for a team. So, yep, I agree. <clears throat> um, okay, and then the final roster shuffle, or I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, we have some retirements to announce. Uh, Rioya, who has been in the NA scene for a long time, is officially retired. And also known as 747. Maybe true. some people know him as that. Or Susie, I think is the third name. That's true. Well. That was only for a short time, though. Yeah. Uh, and Eternal Envy has retired by tweeting out retired competitive. That's the tweet. Yep. Short and to the point, like Envy always is. And this one probably warrants a bit of a discussion because he is an iconic. I know that he's. The whole meme of 50-50, which is fucking hilarious, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's actually so fitting for Envy as a personality, though, because he is... What's the word? Polarizing? Yes, very polarizing. But I think, although some might disagree with this, I think objectively very good for the scene. I agree. The stuff that he was... I mean, watching his games... As fucking stupid as some of some of them were, were so entertaining. The fact that they like, I would love to see a stat with the player that has the percent, like the highest percentage of playing into tier five items, because I guarantee you, envy would be towards the top of the list, if not number one. It's uh, unbelievable how often his teams delayed games after having massive leads and sometimes losing. It's like the whole yeah. meme of when they're down mega creeps, that's when they start playing or whatever i think the i think for that stat would maybe be a little bit misleading because in like he has had a really long career and in the span of that you know neutral items are only a small portion so but yeah i think something like average game time he's got to be up really high right as a player like his games would always go late game and be wild and have these like Crazy comebacks or absolutely insane throws and weird item builds. It's just, you know, I think a good way to talk about him, he made moments, right? Yeah. Um, I think Ryoya was, he didn't ever find the same success that Envy did. Uh, Envy obviously won a, a Valve major. Um, forgot which one. Was it Shanghai, I think? The with Shanghai Secret. major? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, with Secret. Um, was it the uh, Shanghai Ryoya major? never really was... found success on the big stage. He's always been like a staple in the NA mid scene primarily, uh, but he never really found that big break, which is, you know, a shame. Like, you put a lot of time and effort into something and you just fall short. Yeah. I think one year he was one game from going to TI, um, but didn't make it. And the only... Th there's, like, a player that really comes to mind for me who has... I think... I don't know if you want to call it luck, but, like, the chronically most unlucky player that I can think of in Dota is BZZ. I think he got to three or four qualifier finals for TI and lost all of them. And I think two or three of them he lost by one game. Um, so, you know, there's these players that you, you want to call them cursed. Like, obviously, I don't believe in that shit. But it's just, it's just so unfortunate to be so close to greatness and then not get there, right? Um, I don't know if BZ actually ever played TI outside of those four times that he was very close. Well, he'll live on forever with his set, though. The he has set. the golden Pugna, he does. Um, but yeah, there's... I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's a competitive game, and if you want to live off this, the results have to be there, or you need to play for a big org that's stable. And for Ryoya, neither was really the case for very long. 
so unfortunately in his position it might just be the right thing to do to stop pursuing the pro career if you're on a timer right it's not you can't just keep doing it unless you're from a rich family and you can just keep funneling into your dream forever um at some point you know reality comes knocking on the door and wants you to pay your bills so if you're not doing it with the game you might do something else uh I don't know the guy very well. I don't know if he did something on the side alongside Dota, whether you know he's stably been doing other things like studying or having a job. So perhaps it was never really a problem. Uh, and maybe he also didn't put in all of his time into Dota in that case and kind of got the worst of both worlds in a way. Um, don't know. I'm not going to speculate. But yeah. Well, I also want to say, going back to Envy, I didn't write this down, but I'm going to try to remember some iconic moments for him because there are so many. Uh, yeah. Number one is he was on <clears throat> the Alliance team right before, like the year before they won TI, and he got kicked as a support oh, yeah. player. That was like yeah. the first... Envy just, there's always drama, no matter what. Mm. Uh, there was a point where, I can't remember the exact situation, but remember Hani? He poured monster energy on Hani's head at an event. Oh, yeah. Because Hani... I remember why, too. Because he didn't queue up for him or something, or he dodged the queue? What was it? No, I think so. As a joke, I believe Hani put the server setting to SEA <laughs> and NVQ'd yeah. a pub and got in an SEA game. And he thought that was the appropriate response to being trolled. And Hani was like, <laughs> this guy is insane and totally out of, you know, that was, he mind. didn't feel like that was a response, re- how to say it, the, an appropriate punishment for the crime. Hani was uh, that's how ripped as fuck. And this was on camera too. So this was, this all, there's all footage. Uh, so that's another moment. Uh, obviously, Cloud9, he's known for. He was on a team yeah. with AUI. They got second place at so many tournaments, which, again, that's, that's the most consistent team probably of all time. But they broke up prematurely because they just couldn't get that first place, and it really messes with your head, right? Yeah. Um, what he's else have a lot of rapier games, Ember especially, like some insane wins with double rapier and some ridiculous throws where he just overextended in the 60-minute game. I don't remember which team he was playing for, but there's like one game that just comes to mind that was looking really good, and then he just got caught in the middle of fucking nowhere <laughs> with a rapier or two and just lost the game on the spot. And um, I think a part of him, the part that kind of made him more polarizing as his career went on was the i was going to say the perception but it's not just a perception because this is what happened he would constantly join teams and kick Mm -hmm. people like he was known for like being very ruthless uh with kicking people not caring about feelings which you know maybe there's probably a disconnect there for sure like socially but Mm -hmm. uh obviously he tried to do it it wasn't anything personal for him he reminds me a bit of a robot at times right it doesn't like it's more this is this is correct i don't know how i, I don't know uh maybe it's not the right approach necessarily but it's more clinical i think he's very objective he tries to be as objective yeah. yeah he just makes the decision all right you're gone kicked i guess one final thing to mention correct me if i'm wrong here did envy also play the longest dota game of all time <laughs> i think that was his cloud nine right <laughs> was it the game that gave od pixel his break into the scene he was casting a three hour 20 minutes game i think it was with purge uh, and OD would put on two steps from hell music on the 17th siege they did into the enemy <laughs> team's base with their lineup against. I, so it was against SFZ, Scary Faces. I think it was Ukrainian mix or something. And I think they tried to push an end for like two or three hours and didn't manage, and then they lost. 
uh, Envy's team. Sounds like um, an Envy game. So that's like that's just like the fact that Envy is in the longest game of all time is just it's canon and it's probably going to stay that way. I don't think that record will ever get broken. To be honest, the direction this game has gone in, the chance that a game like that exists again in Pro Dota, it's basically zero. Yeah. Like it is so unlikely with neutral items and everything, and no techies the way he used to be at least, right? That, yeah, that he helps. wasn't even in that game. It Wait. wasn't a techies game. The defending team had Sniper and Zeus, I think, oh. or something like that, huh. uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, either way, yeah. we say farewell to Envy. Uh, hopefully, he's able to find success in whatever he does next. He was good for Dota, yeah. though. All right, final topic. Uh, this not really a long thing, but a lot of people have asked me uh, the uh, the progress on something that I mentioned a long ass time ago. Obviously, if you don't follow my stream or my Twitter, or if you only watch the podcast, you wouldn't have heard about it more than once. But I've been working on a custom game for <laughs> nine to ten months now uh, with Jenkins and a card game player, Joel Larson. We have a big mod team. It's been quite the undertaking. I have spent a lot of fucking money. Uh, but we've been playing it a lot. Yes, I've been... I mean, I don't know how I would average the time. I've It's gone slightly down the last couple of months, but there were a few months that I was doing like 50, 60 hours a week, like literally over full-time job while doing everything else. So it has been... Because <clears throat> I'm the project manager, so it's just a lot of fucking work. But it was... Definitely a bigger undertaking than I was expecting, but the results, uh, based on the reactions of people that have played the game, that have watched me stream it, uh, has been extremely positive. The game will be called Ability Arena. Obviously, the game will not be called Project Horse. Uh, it's oh. it's an auto battler that kind of combines uh, like Atomic War, Auto Chess, and Ability Draft. You essentially are buying abilities. You pick like a god at the beginning of the game, which, you know, knowing me, I put in some artifact gods, of course, to go along with some Dota stuff. Uh, you buy abilities, you attach it to bodies, and as you get more duplicates of the skills, they get upgraded to a point where they can get to a Gaben level skill, which is nine of them, like an auto chest, three, six, nine is the thresholds, uh, which like crazy ass abilities. So... I'm not sure when we're going to release. It's actually pretty close. Just finishing up monetization. And it's kind of at a tricky time because theoretically we could release maybe in two to three weeks. But the TI Battle Pass is coming. <laughs> so oh, no. we might have to wait for the Battle Pass to come out. And then a few weeks after that, we release the game. I don't know. But then everybody used all their money, Shannon. Yeah, but the Battle Pass is going to be like six months probably it's gonna be a long ass time i'm not gonna yeah play. so wait six months <laughs> god it's been uh, this thing is going so much longer than i thought but yeah if you want to see footage you can just watch you know past vods on my stream and if you want to play i'll link this in the discord or in the youtube channel but there is a discord for ability arena where we do test games all the time you you do need like a dev or somebody with access to play the game otherwise you the game will never start for you, uh, since it is in beta right now. Uh, but Cinderin has played it a few times. What do you think of the game, Cinderin? No pressure. It's really good. Um, I think... So, for people that used to like any of the games, right? Auto Chess, or Teamfight Tactics, or Underlords, 
Um, if you liked any of those games, think about that format, but then instead of you are quote unquote just drafting heroes and placing them, you are drafting Dota heroes based on your knowledge about stats, like how the heroes scale, what they're good at, how you envision them in your lineup, and then you are picking their spells, which is the number one selling point of this game over all the others, is that other audio ba auto battlers are a little bit more finite in scope. This game is a lot about you being creative and using your, your Dota knowledge and getting a good idea of how I can place my units, how I can use defensive and offensive abilities together to make myself a cool board. So you can like come up with broken combos that you would want to have an ability draft, and now you can put them in an auto battler on your side and, and build up that strategy. Um, so I'm sure if you guys like theorycraft among the spell pool that Dota has, there's like infinite possibilities. Uh, and I think that's something that's really charming about the game is the variance, like how different the games are and how you can play very, very different things. And they're going to be differently effective depending on what the other players do, right? Um, yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail here. I think people should explore it for themselves. But um, over time, I've had the pleasure of playing this like sporadically. It's been like I haven't played it every day at all like the game testers have. So I've played it like maybe one time and then I haven't played it for a month and then I've played it again. I haven't played it for a month and I've played it again. So I've seen like these very major steps in development with the UI being a lot cleaner, more way more spells and interactions being added, balancing, all that stuff. So... Uh, it's been super enjoyable, and I think it's been really noticeable that you've put a lot of time and, and heart into it and a lot of work hours. So wow. I hope people are going to like it. I really think it deserves to be played by a lot of people. And Yeah, we've actually we've been playing a lot with like talent at the event, and there's a couple people that are obsessed. <laughs> yeah, it's like your ret player retention rate so far with the people you've let play it is very good. So that's yes, very promising. Like People don't... Most people don't just play one game and they're like, ah, this is not for me. Most people get hooked or at least want to play it more in the future. So, Yep, so stay tuned for news on Very Ability good. Arena. Thank you for yeah. the kind words, Cinderin. I did not pay you to say that. You did not, but you may. I may in the future. Okay. <laughs> that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you very much. Sorry about the the weird times in which we're recording. It might be the same next week. I don't like I don't even yeah. know my schedule because of tiebreakers cuz I'm staying for tiebreakers, so it depends on how long they last. Uh, but, but we could probably record on the Thursday next week, just maybe not at the usual time, but we might be able to record the normal day. Yeah, so Maybe. I mean that that's the big TBD. that's the big issue is I'm mostly doing NA, so I'm waking up way later in the day, so like 10:30 yeah. a.m. is not feasible unfortunately. No. So times are going to be a little bit sporadic for this next week, but then after that we should get back on track theoretically. Yep. Uh but yeah. Yep. Thanks for watching everybody. Until next time, Suns fan and Cinder and signing out. Goodbye. I We say things that don't mean anything. But thanks for listening.